Okay, today's stuff is stuff Nun Hei, and I probably should have read a few more lines just to finish off the sugya. But if you recall, we were discussing in a bit of the tangent that we had on yesterday's stuff regarding Dam Nevela, whether it is Tameh, meaning a source of Tumah. That was a debate. So the Gemara now closes that sugya off. It says, Amar of Yosef, Mandamar Tameh, the opinion that said that it's Tameh, so that was, Ray Karbaneda explains it, that was the opinion of Bishu ben Levi, because he was a, that was the incident, if you recall, there was, there was a mace of a Beit Rebbe Shemeta, the case where the, the mule of, uh, in Beit Rebbe died, and they were Metaher the Nevela, the, the Dam Nevela. And he says, well, when is that? That's only if it, if it was less than a Ravid. But once, once it gets to Ravid, it's Tameh. So the shit that's Tameh, that's like Shid Rabbi Yehuda. And if you recall, Shid Rabbi Yehuda yesterday, he's a good Chazara, he he was explaining the debate between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel regarding Dam Nevela, that's Matamek of Saro. The Dam Nevela is Matamek like Basar. Again, it has to be like a Ravid because when it's Nikrash, it turns into Kazaid. However, the Shida that said it's Tahor, now that was the Mishnah in Machshirin, the first way we understood it, that it's, we said Dam Sheretz Kibsaro Matamek Ve'inu Machshir, Ve'in Lanu Kyotsebo. There's nothing else like it. And we said that you don't have to explain the mission that way. We could say that nothing's like it because of the shear, not the fact that the dam's metame and not the, and not machshir. Nonetheless, according, at least it sounds according to the Havimina, that's like Rabbi Shua ben Mateira. Now, Rabbi Shua ben Mateira was the one that should have said previously, al dam nevelot shehu tahor. Now, we explained that away, that what is tahor, that means tahor melachshir, but not the metamot. But anyway, it seems to be that that seems to be that, uh, uh, the Gemara here looks at the simple reading of both those two cases. Samra Bavduma Nechita says Ve'yeut Rabbi Yehuda Moraina the the sorry Nesia Hava. In other words, the fact that you said Rabbi Shua Ben Levi is like Shit Rabbi Yehuda, why? That makes a lot of sense because Rabbi Yehuda and but uh, Rabbi um sorry yeah Rabbi Yehuda Ben Yossi sorry Rabbi Yossi Ben Yehuda yeah I got it wrong around Rabbi Yossi I said Rabbi Yehuda Ben Yossi but Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yossi Ben Yehuda he was more the, the Beit Rebbe. So let me just read this uh, for you. Reb Chaim says, "Shuhu ayam more hora'a le Beit Rebbe. Va'al piv hayu osin kol 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 dvar divrehem." And in other words, because he was more, and they followed his psak, and you see that Beit Rebbe that incident wasn't as a Beit Rebbe. So you see that's like Shit Rebbe Huda, okay? Um, which we said is actually not Rebbe. It's uh, the way Rebbe Huda explained, or Rebbe Yosef Rebbe Huda explained the Machlok Bechan Beitelo. Okay, let's continue. Back to uh, looking at the different shirim. So now, next case is Tani Dam When it comes to blood, it's enough to literally lichol is to paint, but um, what it what it like to uh, treat an eye? So paint over an eye. Um, so here it's, it's more of a treatment you'll see because Rebiosi because Rebiosi Barabun says Bishrim Rebiochanan the We're talking about blood that came from Atalef Atalef is a bat. So, and Reb Chaim says that was used for medicinal purposes. So that's the shiur for Hotza'ai Bichai for on Shabbos. That's a useful shiur. Now, Chalav, Hadatamar Bachalav, Behemat Torah. Abachalav Bet Mea, we're talking about milk from, the reason why the shiur of Chalav is revealed is that's because that's, that's, um, was it revealed? Sorry. Um, the shiur, no, sorry, Kedegmiya. That's enough to gulp down, we said, to be accurate. And that, that was because Behemat Torah is for drinking. It's kosher. If it's non from milk from a non kosher animal, you're not allowed to drink. That's also they also use it to treat an eye. Sounds like okay. Now it comes to dvash. Now dvash hadat amar atike. Now when we said to dvash, it said that was to treat a kahit katit. Sorry, that was like a, like a, a pressure sore of an animal. 
And I said to you at the time that based on the Bavli, it sounds like that even though honey is fit for eating, if it's ra'ui for two different things, and you take the more machmir shear, the smaller one. However, I don't think that's why Yerushalayim is explaining it. Because if you have a look here, it says, When do we say it's the honey that's that the shear for honey is to treat a sore of an, on an animal? That is the atike, the yasham. However, that which is ra'ui for like ours for consumption, so has a different use, which is eating, that change the words because that doesn't make sense. Rather, it's kugugeret. That's a shubrachila. So in other words, it seems to be like when you show me the different honeys have a different purposes, depending what they're made of. Or sorry, the natures of them. Let's put it that way. The product. Let's continue. Shem and ever katan. When it comes to oil, it's enough to rub on the small uh, member, which we refer to that as being the small toe. Um, and, the, and the Gemara adds, not just the smallest limb, but also this of the smallest person, and that is Ben Katan Ben Yoma. That's how I explain the Mishnah. Now it says, So we see Kilorit's like a, again, an ointment of some sort. And the Maim was, I've said one person is to treat it, like to, to mix into it. But the Reb Chaim explained on my Mishnah, he said, if you recall, that was to, like, to help rub it in or rub it off or something. He said, Lashaf Shef. Okay, um, where was it? I can't see it now. That's why I explain on the mission. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Amr Abelazar had a da'at amar be'ilin maya. So again, so what, what are we talking about? That's talking about maya detala. That's talking about um, water that's from tal, from Jew. Because that water is useful to, for that purpose. However, bram be'ilin didan, our ones, meaning our water, that's kadeya ladiach pnei medocha. That's enough to sort of clean or wash off a mortar. Okay, let's continue. Vashar called mashkim when it comes to any other liquids, that's beravit. When it comes to any drinks, the shir is a ravit. But kol hashof klim beravit, and also wastewater is a ravit. Okay, so now this is we've got one line here, but there's a lot to fill in the gaps. Literally, the line just reads rava bashem rechiska b'mafanemi bait la baiti matnita. What are we talking about? That's when you're talking about transferring these things from house to house. Now, what what is the Gemara talking about here? So Reb Chaim explains as follows. He says, that's our Rabbi Shimon the Matnitinkai. This Mishnah is addressing a problem we have with Rabbi Shimon. Why? Because he says, the Kol Mashkim Beravit, all liquids, no matter what, is a Ravit. And all the Shirim we said by honey and milk, all these smaller Shirim, that was only for people that Matzniehem, meaning those that need it for a particular purpose and they're storing it away. So that's why we, that, that's the Shir. If you recall, we said, if it's Matzniehem, there is no Shir. Even the smallest culture, whatever is useful. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, you've got it wrong. The shiurim of the minimum amount for even the matzniem and the stump thing is, the stump shear is revit. So the Gemara's got a question of Akasha. The Kasha of the Gemara is, if I'm carrying this thing with me, the small amount, say chalav, obviously it's the matzniem because I need it. So where do you have a stump shear for liquids then? You hear the question? And if I'm carrying it, it means because I want it. On its own. So, so, the fact that I'm carrying it outside with me must mean I need it. So, where do you have the chiluk between matzniehem and the stum status? Because if I'm carrying it, obviously it's matzniehem. So, so, the answer is no. The, what we're doing is we're talking about someone who's moving house and is taking all this property from one thing to the next. 
And then what the person is doing, he's simply just clearing his house out and taking all these things out. So even he might have a small little bit left. Now, normally he's not Metzni, he has no normal use for it, but because it's Agav, everything else, that's where you have the Chiluk according to, um, according, if you like, according to Rabbi Shimon. Meaning, the Stav Shir would be Ravit. Okay, even for that like little bit left of milk you have in the bottom of the container, if you like. Um, and, uh, but when you use a smaller shear, if he's specifically taking it out on his own because he needs it for one of the uses we said for milk above. Okay. Fine. Um, let's continue. So Rabbi Shimon Amar Kulam Beravit, everything goes according to Ravit. So Mishim Chachamim Lechalim, Efshar Lamar Devash Beravit, Bechomets Beravit. So he said, how can you, the Chachamim retort, response to Rabbi Shimon, saying every type of liquid is Ravit. How's that possible? Compared to Vash, which is something Chashu, we said it has, has all these important uses. And Chomets and Vigya, which is not Chashu, if you want to give it the same Shir. So Rabbi Shimon says, I've got a very simple response to that. He brings a Kasha back, counter Kasha, if you like. You say it's based on Chashibut? No. Commander Idlachun, you agree when it comes to Ochlin, no matter if it's a prized piece of meat or some other, you know, packet of chips, whatever it is, you say that also Mitzarfim Le Grogeret. In other words, when it comes to food, there's one shear for food. I don't care about the the quality, the the um the grade of the food or the cut of the meat. It doesn't make a difference. So to me too, don't bring a kasher on me when it comes to different liquids. That idlan kol mash mitzar for me. So therefore, don't bring kasher on me that I hold when it comes to mashkin. It's all about revit. Okay, next continue. Now we said the difference the the way we read the Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon's effectively being more makel, meaning he says all the shearing we've mentioned is. The minimum amount, even for those people that are being matzniya of them. Okay? Whereas Chachamim says, no, that they're the minimum amount stam, and matzniya could even be less than that. However, Ravman actually switches the debate around completely. He says, la matzniyehem, it would be a kolsheh, according to Rabbi Shimon. Vinitaniken, alder Rabbi Shimon, lo nemra koshim, elo elo lo motziyehem. Ha la matzniyehem, kolshehem. So you see, it switches it around. In other words, he reads a Mishnah that all these shirim are only for the motzieim, but the matzniehem, meaning the people that store it away and find importance for even the small amounts, even the kosher. So he switched around the shir of Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim. Okay, but Tanikin, you see a bride that says also that say that when it comes to the shir, the opinion of Chachamim, all these small shirim of chalav kedegmir and things like that, that's only matzniehem. People have a chashivas to it. But the stam she would be revit. So in other words, effectively what we've done, Rav Mana says you switch the opinion of Chachamim Rav Shimon, and we bring a brighter synthesis which seems to support it. Okay, next Mishnah. Halachabet. Um, when it comes to rope, that's that's to make a handle for a basket. When it comes to gemi, which is a reed or reed grass, that's like also like a handle, which you sort of hang it up with. That's uh, that's vela kavra. These are two types of sieves. Enough is a fine sieve and a cover is more of a coarse one. Okay, when it comes to this reed grass, that's, a, that's the size you use to measure off the foot of a, of a child. And this thing, it takes me back to when I was growing up, when it used to be like when, when my, my parents used to go like conferences or go overseas to America, and it was cheaper to get sneakers in America, you'd sort of put your foot on a sheet of paper and write, draw an outline around your foot, and then take that foot to the shoe store to buy me shoes in America, right, when I, I grew up in Australia. Right. Uh, nowadays, everything's online. Everything's the same. Doesn't make a difference anyway. I don't know. But that's how it used to be. Used to do that. So this idea, like, like to measure the the foot of a child, that's the minimum size of this gemi. 
Okay. Niar bichdei lichtov alav kesher muchsin. When it comes to niar, which is probably papara, it's not like paper we have in our days, that's enough to write a kesher muchsin. A kesher muchsin is effectively a receipt from a tax collector, usually enough to, for two otiot. Hamotzi kesher muchsin, if you take one out, you chayv as well. We'll discuss a kesher muchsin in the Gemara. And what about niar machuk? What about if it's already been used and rubbed out? So you can't really write on it again. It's all mutushtash. It's all messed up. So what would be the minimum shear for that? That's 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 what they would do. You find it in these small little country sort of um little cafes and things like that where they where they that's that's the instead of putting lids on things, they would put like a piece of material over the top and tie it on with a with a rope. So this this niar it was enough to put on a small flask of like palyaton is like perfumes. Okay? So as to function as a lid. Okay, that's the mission. Let's look at the Gemara now. So the Gemara says, well, it depends on Hebel you're talking about. When is Hebel good enough? The shear is to make a handle for a kupa. That's when it's rachicha. That's when it's soft enough to be malleable to make a handle. However, if it's gone all hard, then it's the shear used for firewood because that's its only use. That's Kadela Vashel Beitza Kala. That's enough to. Fuel a fire to to cook a pizza color. We said a light egg. That's like chicken's egg. Um, we said it's a scramble, etc. In other words, that's the minimum sort of the the lightest, easiest cooking. So gemi when it comes to reed grass, we says we said that was make a talui lernafa for the cabra. what are you talking about? That's bahain givia. Around the habaria, then um, then we say kedilas soshne batim lenaf of a kabra. So to explain that, it seems to be that this reed grass, when they peel it away, there was an inner part and an outer part. The inner part, that's the one we're talking about, that would be used to make a handle. However, the outer part, which was used for weaving, that's to make shne batim. So two wit, like two batim, is like when you're weaving in and out type of thing. That is for anafa and a kabra, or a sieve and a sifter. Okay. Fine. You want to say something else? No. Okay, let's continue. Um, it says, Tani Hutsin. The Hutsin is like, for, he says, from Lulvei Dekel. So palm leaves, I guess that is. Kedei Lasot Ozen Lekfifa Mitzri. That's enough to make a Ozen, a handle for a Egyptian uh, basket. And once again, we, we, we differentiate. What's the quality of it? Hadatamar Be'ilin Rechicha. That's when it's soft. From Ila Kashef, it's already gone hard, and you can't use it as a handle anymore. That's Kedei Sot Sefira. Now, Safira here, where do I see this? Safira, um, Moshe says here, that's Shosim Sivota Kfifa Lamala Lasafa. That's when you put something, it sounds like a, almost like a rim, like trimming around the rims, the rim of a basket. And then it says, Hotzi Steinetzarin, or he says he, you probably have in front of you Kleinetzarin. Machaim says you should say Steinetzarin because that's how it says in the Tosefta. But, uh, Moshe kind of keeps it. He says that's, Clay Netzarim is Siv Shosim Mimeno Clay Netzarim. So it's still referring to the same thing. I mean, we're talking about these leaves. So what's a shear of the Netzarim? Quote to Reb Chaim, it's two, as opposed to the actual Netzarim itself. So anyway, it's two. Now, Tore Dekel, um, here, the Tore Dekel, who, that's Siv, that's the fibrous parts of Gadel Sivota Dekel that grows around the, the palm itself, the, the date tree. It says that's the uh, Tore Dekel, that's also Stein, that's a shear. These are these are branches from a geffen. If it's an anatia, you you cut a part off because you want to replant it, then it's stain. If you're doing lebehema to feed an animal, animal, then what's a shear for food for animal? That's kamalo pigdi. That's about the size of a mouth of a gidi from a small kid, a baby goat. That is. Um, if you 
you, you're, you're carrying this piece of wood for firewood, then it's kshuka eitzim, as we said, lavashal beitzakala. Let's continue. If you take two heads from a zanav hasus or a zanav para, from the tail of a horse or the tail of a cow, they're stronger, we say, and long as well. They'd be chayiv, even two of them. Why? Because that had a use. What was used, that was to make traps. Okay. Zifei chazir, itani tani shtayim, itani tani echad. When it comes to like pig hairs, some say it's two, some say it's one. So why? Manda amashtayim, the shita that says you should read two, that's been the vichir, these are the soft ones because it have a, um, again, have a use for just two. Rechichei kchosim lekfipa, you use it for baskets, things like that. However, if it's umanda amarachat, that's be'ilim kishaita. That's when they've gone hard. So it's almost like a needle. Reb Chaim says, ro'uim l'ratzanim, meaning they're so hard, the pig heads, the hard pig heads are so hard, I should say, that they were used for uh, tailors, uh, sorry, not tailors, um, shoemakers. Okay? Lasot barosh achut shel tfira. Almost like a, for a needle. Okay. Galinim, we're talking about pips of tamarim of dates. These are, if you're taking a finetia, then it's for planting, then you need, then it's two, two is a shear. Im lebehema, if you feed an animal, that's kumulo pi chazir, to feed the mouth of a chazir. Kama hu how big is the, for the mouth of a pig? That's echad. Okay. If you're using it for calculation as a counter or things like that, Reb Chaim says here, just as a marker. It's a bit like on Shabbos, you know, they have paper clips. So the Gabbayim uses paper clips to mark aliot. So for so whatever reason, using something as a marker of some sort, he says, he called the national garin the siman. They use it as some sort of counter or some sort of siman. We say then that would be chamesh. That's the minimum amount that would be uh, useful. Okay. So these all types of like hyssop, sort of pre things or bush things. We say if if it's for eating for consumption, meaning if it's edible for a human beings, so it must be soft pieces. Well, then we'd say that's a gogeret. That's a shear of achila, like a dry fig. Im la if it's for an animal, that's kamal pigdi, that's a shear for an animal. Im la eitzim, it's for wood, then it's for shear ka eitzim, that's kadeva the shalbeitza kala. Inim la if it's using for sprinkling, that was uh, for mechatat, for sprinkling somebody who's tamemet, or for a matzora, then it's shear kadeva the shear you need for that purpose. Okay. Rebuta says, ketola meno midakana la mina la katan. We say that's to measure a small shoe. In other words, how small a cut are we talking about? You're talking about a newborn baby that can't walk. The answer is no, because that's useless, even though you find people purchase such shoes. But the idea is, is that only if, it's only useful for a child who actually is able to, you know, wear shoes or, or, or put on shoes. That's that's the that's the minimum size that uh, would be useful for that chepa. Okay, let's continue. Hamotzekesha muxin. Next kesha muxin, I said, is some, almost like a little receipt for the tax collectors. Um, either it could also be taxes. Uh, uh, I think Reb Chaim says at the top of a river or for bridge crossings. There are different re- reasons why they have these taxes. But he had this tax thing. Um, so before he shows the muchas, the inspector, then he's chayev because he needs it. Heral muchas if he's already shown him, then it's part. Then it's pater because it's it's hotel uh, shalotzorech now. However, Rabbi says no. Why? Because it's fit for him to show. The another muchas, another person has already paid it. It's like retaining a receipt. Okay. Next, continue. If you're taking walking out with a balchol, with a with a contract, we say lebalchol. In other words, before he shows it to his creditor, he is chayev. Once he shows his creditor that he has a debt and it's already paid off, the contract's back in his hand. Then it's patu. Meaning, in other words, the contract's been handed back to the lender. 
in order to show that he's paid. Okay, so once it showed the creditor for whatever maybe it was done by Shalech or something to, to prove, yes, it's already been paid off, it's done. He needed it. After that point, he doesn't need it. However, Rebbe says, no, once even if he shows his creditor, because it's actually stands in one favor to have what we call now a good credit rating or record. In other words, having having a record of all the debts I've paid back will help him borrow money from other people. So it's it's actually useful to him to retain these records, according to Rebbe Huda. So therefore, it'd be high if you carried on a Shabbos. Now, what about Niyar Machuk? Niyar Machuk says, Tani, im yesh bo chalak, um, now, the reason why I read it as chalak as opposed to chalak is because Pnei Moshe says as follows. He says, if, in other, you've got this niyar machuk, meaning it's mutushtash, it's all been used already before, and it's, you can't really write on it. We said that's to cover this tzluchet uh, However, if there's a small region that's smooth, uh, I think it's chalak as opposed to chalak, um, then we say that it's, that's, then, then it's fine, meaning we go by, if that's enough to write shteotiot, then it'd be chayev. Now, why do I say that? Because Ben Moshe says, In other words, you don't say that you've got a large thing, it's machuk, and there's a small region in the corner we can write two letters. The Chiddush of the mission, this Gemara is, sorry, Ben Moshe says, is we don't say it's battle to the machuk. The fact that there's a small region where you can write on it, that's enough to make you be high for carrying it. Okay, next. Or So or is leather. Now, the Ben Moshe says here, we're talking, it's mu'umbad k'tzat. It's treated somewhat, okay. I Meaning it's been mulach. It's not. Uh, it's called. It's it's it's. Uh, we haven't treated it with uh, kemach and not afatzim, which is gold nut oil and um, and 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 um, and salt. But it's only been treated with oil, with uh, with uh, salt. Sorry, that's enough to make a kmiya. A kmiya is a kanamulet. If it's a duchsustus, that's kadelechtov alav mezuzah. And if it's klafklo pachakdan shel tefillin. Uh, now, what's a duchsusus and, and mezuzah? What they, what they do is they take the hide of an animal and it's made of two layers. They peel it apart. The part that's closer to the hair side, that's a duchsustus. And that's a part you would write your mezuzah with. That's why it says, um, uh, that's why it says, mezuzah. And the cloth is a part that's closer to the basar. And that's why we to write a, a tefillin with. And that's why it says, tefillin with the, the smallest parashin shmillin, which is that of shma. Now, Dio, when it comes to ink, that's that's enough to write two letters. Kachol, that's again some eye makeup of the like. That's that's enough to make up one eye. We'll see why that is in a moment. Zepet, Vagofrit, this is a pitch and sulfur. That's enough to make a nekev. What do you mean make a nekev? It seems to, uh, we'll see in the Gemara anyway, the carbonator jumps the gun and he explains that if they have a cleat that has like mercury and you want it to come out very, very slowly, they would seal up the 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 mouth of it with gofrit or uh, gofrit or, or zephet and then puncture a fine hole so that it will come out slowly okay and then they'd plug it up later with shava between uses that shava could lead to napine kapkata that's a wax so those are two different shira okay let's look at the gemara now or kadela sot kimia itani tani kadeli ten al kimia somehow the the reading that it should be actually be the place around a kimia around this uh, amulet. So that's when it's rechicha, rechicha. If it's to write an amulet, that's when it's soft. If it's gone all hard already and you can't really write on it, that's Ben Kashim. That's that's the shita that says that you should it's for the shir to, and enough to wrap around it, which is obviously going to be more. Next, klaf. When it comes to klaf, we're talking about klaf. And so the Gemara that's to write the smallest part in tefillin, because in Shalrosh it's split up, that of Shema. So or that's when we are, you're peeled off and that's a side towards the basar. 
But if the, the outer peel or layer of this hide or the skin that is the that's that's what the right mezuzah on. So it's obviously a bigger shear to be useful. Next, deal. which is ink, in if it's on the quill itself, that's kedelichtov shteatiyot. We just read in our Mishnah, Dio, just ink shteatiyot. He says that's to be already on the quill. On, on the quill. Why? Because if it's in a kli, you're going to need more than that, trichoter, because some of it's going to be on the, attached to the walls. It's going to be hard to scoop it all up and things like that. So therefore, if it's in a container, then it's going to have to be even more than, to, in order to, if, if it's going to be to write shteatiyot, it's going to have to be more ink than just the ink if it was somehow magically all extracted to write shteatiyot. Okay? So how much was there for water? We said there's enough to do the sprinkling. So one second. Now, by the way, that's got to do with if you have kedazia, you'd be chayev for you. Sorry, you'd be tameh if you carry the mechatat. This is referring to the water that's used for sprinkling on individuals to make tower from being tamehmet. So the Rebbe Huda says, So it seems to be that if it's just the if it's in a kli, not on the Ezov, this is for sprinkling, then you'd need, you'd need even more to become Tameh. Okay, let's continue. So when it comes to making up an eye, uh, this this eye, eye makeup to do one eye, that is. So I'm boom. Why is that one eye? Because a woman might make up only one eye. So the Gemara says, Amar Rebbeun, apilu zona shebezonot, eno seken, elash, it says, even a zona shebezonot wouldn't do that. So the way Pnei Moshe explains it, safilu hi zona shebezonot, umufkeret lakot, af, af bliki short, even a woman is a zona, and the assumption is they wouldn't make them up, they wouldn't, you know, they're mufkar, and they wouldn't make themselves up, or spend so much time necessarily to make them so pretty. Kol kach, mikom akom, she wouldn't, she would, she would still be maketet to make up, to, to color one eye. In other words, it sounds like no woman would go out with only one eye made up. So why is a sheer call to make up one eye? So the answer is, is because what would happen is if a woman has got an eye ache or something, or something wrong with her eye, she'd make up one eye. The question is, the Reb Chaim says, Do we base the sheer of what carrying is on an edge case? Meaning these women that have an, an eye ache, right? Because you, again, that would be like the case, if you're talking about edge cases, that would be a matznia. That would be an exception. Most women make up both eyes. So why, again, back to the Shia and the Mishnah, why is it kol ha'inechad? El, it sounds to be, it says, it sounded like, in terms of Mishnah, there were the snuot that would cover themselves up so much, even their face entirely, and only reveal one eye. And therefore, they'd only make up one eye. Um, it says, I'll read only expose one eye so they could see. And we see, we see in the Pasuk, it says, That's a Pasuk, In other words, you've drawn me towards you with one of your eyes. Or your one eye, I should say. Alma, Reb Chaim says, Derech bekach, legalot rak einechad. So it seemed to be that Snuot would only, would sort of go out, uh, pretty much, nearly entirely covered and only reveal one eye. However, Rabbanan de Kisrin b'shem Rabbun, Barachia says, Shechen isha suma bechat menea, v'kochelet chaver tav yotzel l'shuk. So if you got here, referring to a woman who's a suma, 
uh, a blind, the, again, Rabban Kisri. We always see Rabban Kisri coming up the end up almost at the end of a sugi, bringing a different pshat. I'm not sure if you noticed that. We've seen that. That's a pattern quite a lot recently in this mesechah. So Rabban Kisri says that you have a woman who's blind in one eye. The kochelat the chaverta v'yotzeleshuk. Now, I'm not 100 percent what this means. I'm not. I don't think. It, I think it, what it means is look at Rabban Chaim. But say nami ken shekochelatatashnia. Meaning, I think what it means is someone would assist her in coloring one of her eyes and she'd go out. And then she'd do the other one um, on her own. I mean, because if she the eye, the eye that she can see with, she can obviously make up the other one. I think that's what I'm referring to, as opposed to I mean, another way you can ask. It's not clear. I mean, I'm not 100 clear what this means, um, but it could be that she makes up one eye. But uh, I think it means that she get assistance with one. And she have to go out and get assist as she goes out with one made up. She can, or a friend does one, and then she do as Penimoshi will say, "Nami kencha and she do, and she do the other one herself, or get the friend to do the other one. All right, the Seder, God's will, Mr. Shem will pick up from um, here tomorrow. Hold on.